0: As I offer these words this morning, I beseech you to see before you a sheep of your own fold, a lamb of your own flock, and a sinner of your own redeeming. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. From the book of Joshua... We pick up God's narrative this morning. We know if we had been reading along that people have entered the new land, the land that God has promised, the land God promised to our forefather Abraham and Jacob after him, a a land of hope, a land of life, a, a land of restoration. This land is a, a land of return, of people who have been far away, are coming home, a people who grated against God, who paid the price of their leaving their homeland in the first place, a people who found themselves in slavery. Not unlike our prodigal son, the people are returning. And on that day of return, they feel the embrace of their God. They feel the embrace of the divine, uh, no less so than the prodigal when he receives the embrace of his father. And as they do this, they look back. They see, they remember how they got to the foreign land. They remember the names of those who suffered and the names of those who did not make the journey with them in this moment of return the fact that they are a new people a new uh, a new and renewed uh, in their relationship with god is not lost on them their slavery their slavery has itself become a long ago nightmare god has rolled away all of its effects it has slipped into history now they are a new people a free people in a renewed relationship with their God. This, in this moment in Joshua, is a restoration moment. God has provided for them in their wanderings of the desert, uh, but now they are provided from the land, unleavened cakes and parched grain. Now they are to live on the land, to till it, to live there in a new garden, uh, to feed from it, to drink deeply from the land's riches. They, they believe in their new relationship with God, that God uh, will, as a head gardener, if you will, continue to walk with them. As they look back, they remember that God has always walked with them. In, in the garden at the eve of the day, God walked with Abraham, with the ancestors, that God walked with them even when they were in Egypt, that God walks with them through the desert. And now God is with them in this new moment, in this new promised land moment. What is happening here is that the people are now tasting, tasting like the manna from heaven. They are tasting freedom as if for the first time. Just as the son, the prodigal, feels true freedom in that moment. Once he decides to return home and feels the embrace of his father So the people feel free in this moment of entering the land. And this is key to our passage. Sometimes freedom, uh, especially uh, when you are running away from something, is not very free at all. But servitude and just a new master (laughs) paying different dues to just somebody else. This is true for the prodigal son who ran from his father's obligations, right? And found himself enslaved to his debts and sleeping with pigs. The people, they are free now, just as the prodigal is free. God releases us. God desires our freedom. God gives it to us. God wants us to be free from that which enslaves us. Whatever freedom That that is, whatever whatever that enslavement is, whether it's work or it's wealth or it's addiction or... No matter what it is, God desires us to be unbound from that. And God releases us. And eagerly, eagerly, God welcomes us back into the land and the relationship and the garden that awaits us. Like the people, like the prodigal. We have something that is sacred and given to us without any expectation. That is our freedom. The son who stays behind, the dutiful son, he's free too. But he has forgotten. He has forgotten. What happens to the son who stays, the dutiful son? We see he's enslaved to a false memory, one that remembers only the work, but not his father's grace. The dutiful son forgets God's grace for the lost. He forgets the whole story, and so is blind when he sees his father open his arms and receive the prodigal brother who comes back. He can't imagine it. The son who stays stays, in the fold the whole time, resents the return of his brother some kind of sibling rivalry. He's He's forgotten that he has shared every day everything that his father has. Yes, there is no particular fatted feast or even a goat. You know, he's so sad. A goat, you never even gave me a goat, dad. But he's forgotten that he has eaten and feasted at the father's table every night. He has eaten and drunk and received from his father's bounty. He's received his father's love every day. Whereas the prodigal has been without. His enslavement to a false memory is powerful. One that forgets what he received without remembering Without remembering God's story, freedom is all too easily lost. There are people all throughout God's narrative where this is true who've always been left behind while people wondered or got taken away, it's the same for when Babylon comes. They take all the people, but some are left. And when the people return from the Babylonian captivity, after Isaiah proclaims, Come for my people, everybody goes home. And their people, they're like, Well, yeah, where have you been all this time? This is, this is true throughout the whole story, it's true in the present of, of the Joshua narrative. It's true when they come back from Egypt. It's true the prodigal's brother. It's true in Jesus' own day. They're even saying, look, you're eating with tax collectors. Come on. That can't be right. They miss it. It's true in our day. As we who have been faithful church members and goers our whole lives wrestle with the results of a new mission era, that brings people to feast at God's table. We wrestle with a return and the arrival of those who have been away for a long time or perhaps those who are discovering God's freedom and grace for the first time. Communities have to adjust to a kind of return of new people and how they are welcomed lest we be the dutiful son and the dutiful church who forgets whose table we have feasted on every day God gives us all freedom this God-given freedom we call technically free will it is key to what it means to be human When God makes us in God's image in the midst of the garden, yes, God makes us in God's image, uh, man and woman. But we get confused. We think it's about the man and the woman part. But God has no form. God makes us free as God is free. This is the image for which we are made. We are created free because our Lord is free. Jesus, come not become, uh, Jesus comes not because we are physically unformed, deformed in some way. God comes in Christ because we lack freedom. We are enslaved to what binds us, to the, to the law, and all kinds of expectations for one another. Jesus comes because we're enslaved to sin. Jesus comes to give us freedom, to restore our garden image of that to connect us and reconnect us to a God who is free. So how do we remember? Because we have to remember. It's important. It's essential. So we engage in practice, in practices of reminding and recollecting and and how it leads to re-memory. Is an essential part of what we do as church. We have to hear God's words to recede, to to see them again as if for the first time. We have to put ourselves in front of them and to understand and seek understanding about what the words mean for us and how God rolls away from the people freed, entering that new land, how God rolls away their disgrace of enslavement. How God rolls away the disgrace and the shame of having slept with pigs like the prodigal. How God rolls away the forgetting of the dutiful son. Don't you remember? You've been at my table this whole time. And how God rolls away the stone of the tomb that we may be free leaving behind leaving buried deep beneath at the foot of that cross, all that binds us and would bind us in the future. All sin, all brokenness. You see, telling the story, retelling the story, enacting the story in liturgies and keeping routines like the discipline of Lent, regular Bible study and prayer, it returns us, it helps us remember whose we are and that we are free to be different these are part of reminding ourselves of God's narrative in which we are invited to participate, of a people's journey out of Egypt and slavery, yes, a, a prodigal's journey out of servitude, yes, but our freedom too, granted by Christ, embraced by Jesus. We tell the story so we remember that we have been freed by Christ Jesus, that we are free from the slavery and bondage of sin, that we are free from those things that bind us, and that we are not only to embrace it but remember it and to work at those things that remind us. For to forget is to become enslaved once more and to be fooled that those things that look like freedom will soon enough wither and in their withering will once again bind us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.